0: Welcome to this edition of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play FTL Faster Than Light. If you're a fan of the show, two things. First, consider sending your favorite show to a friend. And the second thing, you and your friend can come and join our Discord channel. So if you go to leftbehindgame.club, there's a Discord button right there on the front page. You can come in, talk to me, Mike, Mo, all of our guest hosts, and all the other members of the Left Behind Game Club community, and talk about what you're playing but back to the game at hand: FTL, faster than light. Throughout the show, we discussed our most effective strategies. But I think that Mo's thirst for guns might have gotten the better of him.
1: Uh, my strategy was mostly around not getting hit. Okay. I was the Floyd Mayweather of ships. <laughs> Mo, what was your strategy? Let me so, guess. All in guns.
2: Literally, that's exactly what it is. Like, my- <laughs> like- You're listening to the
0: Left Behind Game Club. <laughs> Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I have two friends. The OG crew is back. Let's start with Mo Martotti. Hey, 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 what's
1: up, what's up, what's up? And
0: Michael Ruffalo.
1: I'm excited to talk about a great game.
0: I'm excited to talk about a great game with a great friend who has returned to us, Mo. Hi. How's it going, guys?
2: Glad to be back. It's I'm been, so glad to, it's to be It's been a 60 second. It's been a hot minute.
0: It's, it's, it has been 60 seconds. Correct. Uh, so the game today is Faster Than Light, FTL Faster Than Light, developed and published by Subset Games. Uh, came out in 2012 on PC uh, OSX. OS X. OS 10, OS X.
1: Who knows what it was back then?
0: Yeah, Linux. And then it came out on iOS with an expansion in April of 2014. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what's, what's this game about? What's the deal?
2: Um, it's... You are a strategy flight spaceship commander.
1: That's a sentence. Yeah. (laughs) But it doesn't make much sense.
2: Every single time, whenever we have the, what's this game about? I always come in with the heat. (laughs) Yeah, no, you you manage like a giant spaceship. I guess you're like the overlord follower guy. And you kind of navigate to different sectors where your main goal is to keep the ship running and defend it from any wrongdoers or people that might want to give you harm.
1: Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's pretty much See, what it is. I always bring, bring it you back. Bring, you bring the heat. So you you are the captain of a Federation ship, and you have uh, secret intel on the on the rebels, and your goal is to make it through the different uh, galaxy sectors to get to the very end, deliver the intel to the rest of the Federation, and defeat the massive rebel fleet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is roguelike. Michael, what is a roguelike? A roguelike is a procedurally generated game where one run is never the same as the next. Uh, Usually involves permadeath. um, And they're usually fairly difficult.
0: Mm -hmm. What are some examples of other roguelikes?
1: Well, there's the original rogue. Uh,
0: Binding of Isaac?
1: Yes, Binding of Isaac would be a roguelike. That's
0: a good example of that?
1: Blanking on others. I -hmm. know them when I see them.
0: Yeah. But I would say, like, Binding of Spelunky Isaac is one. is roguelike. And Splunky. Those are usually the two I go to. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, one other thing that I want to talk about before we actually talk about the game uh, this was one of the first big Kickstarter projects.
1: You're right. I totally forgot that it was a mm-hmm. Kickstarter game. I
0: also forgot about it until I looked up the kind of release date stuff that I look up. This game came out on Kickstarter the month after Double Fine Adventure, which was the biggest Kickstarter campaign at, so, the, time. at the time. So. Kickstarter, as you know, crowdfunding, you give money, and then eventually, maybe you'll get a product back in return.
1: Maybe. Yeah, if you make a wise back.
0: So they asked for $10,000 to finish the game. So these guys are like X2K Shanghai guys, mm-hmm. and they asked for $10,000. They said, We want to finish this game. We need $10,000 to survive. And they ended up getting $200,000. And like, it was one of the first big Kickstarter campaigns. So I actually think I backed it. Did you? I think I did. Mm-hmm. Because it came out around the time of the Idle Thumbs Kickstarter. Yes. The Double Fine Kickstarter. And then this one came out in April of 2012.
1: I remember being on a crazy backing spree. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, this is amazing.
0: Yeah. Kickstarter. It's great. It's cool. Cool. And then you get burned once and then you never <laughs> go back. Should we talk about FTL? Let's talk about FTL. Um, so how how, hard did is you, this game? how did you play it first?
1: Okay. Uh, so... I played it on my MacBook Air, mm-hmm. um, and I alternated back and forth between the Enhanced Edition and the original.
0: And then the Enhanced Edition is basically just, like, added Advanced Edition content, right? It's yeah. like, hey, additional content. So
1: different things that can pop up on your run. Uh, I think they might have added new ships, um, things along those lines.
0: How did you play it, Mo? On
1: my PC.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it Was it available on the iPad?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. I think I own it on iPad as well. Really?
2: So I was like, as I was playing this game, I think it'd be a solid game for an iPad, and I'll get into it later on. But I think I would have preferred to play it on an iPad. But no, yeah, I played on PC. It was really good, and yeah, yeah, you're a filthy casual mo.
0: No comments yet, (laughs) and I flip back and forth between PC and Mac. Um, but played it on Steam. I also wanted to play it on iOS. Like I wish I already had it in my Steam library because I I probably bought a you know a bundle a humble bundle and then got this game. Mm-hmm. But I wish I would have had it on iOS as well. Yeah. So where do we start with FTL Faster Than Light?
1: So how hard is this game,
0: guys? Don't get me
2: started. Okay, it's one of <laughs> it's it's, so it's not. Hard. It's,
0: here's the thing. The, the thing is, it's not.
2: It, I wouldn't even say it's like, <laughs> because like each level is different. Each like time you go through it, something the unique happens. I wouldn't even like say it's hard. It's just you could. It's easy for it to knock you off your course and you not expect it, and that's what I found when I first initially played it. Mm-hmm. So I, my strategy when I first started playing it before I even talked to you about it, Jacob, was I'd go through each sector and try to get to the exit. So proceed on as fast as possible, yep. not exploring the region to get resources. I guess mm-hmm. my thought process is like, hey, there's like eight sectors or whatever. Yep. Let me get to the end i 'll race there, just like with like most like adventure games, like you never really need to like fight the bad guys if you can get to the next checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, they lock you away and say, hey, no, finish this area.
0: No, but then you're super weak. Like, I mean, in, in general in games. If you just skip all the people, you're not going to get experience. You're not going to level up. You're going to be bad.
2: But you can't tell me that you didn't have a game where, like, you're fighting something and it's, like, getting too intense. You're just about to die. And you're like, you know, let me just get to this little end point just to escape it. I've done it several times. Mm-hmm. So, so this is my original strategy. Mm-hmm. And as you guys know, because I mentioned it in the Discord to you guys, was... I'm struggling. How, how do you guys even get <laughs> past this point? Like, there's I'm not getting past maybe I think the third sector. I just keep getting wiped no
1: out. No joke. For the longest time, I had that exact same strategy of very, very early on, they tell you, like, get get to the end as quick as you can, right? It says deliver these plans, and you feel this real sense of urgency to get there. So I'm like, I'm just going to race them. Like, they're not, they're not moving that fast, and I can get to the end before they do. And then you realize after a couple runs – Oh, it doesn't matter how quickly I get to the exit and hop to the next sector they're always just one step behind me
0: yeah i would say that with an asterisk though because like as the it's not the federation but the bad guys the rebels as the rebels kind of come closer to you because it's like a star map right so it's like you pick which stars to jump to you're like i'm gonna jump here 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 and maybe it takes 10 jumps to get you from the beginning of a sector to the end of a sector and at the same time the rebels are coming step by step closer to you in a wave exactly but the thing is I, at first, I'm like, I'm not gonna let these guys touch me. They're like the lava. I'm not gonna <laughs> get on the floor. <laughs> That's what I thought. That was the lava. But you can actually let them like come. You can fight them. Never. Like, touch you don't want to. You don't want to get too you don't mired. Do that. You don't want to. But like, let's say you want to grab a distress signal or you want to get to a store that you have not been to. Like, you can let them touch you. Like, you should never stay in the lava for long. But you can you mm-hmm. can mess with them for a little while.
2: Yeah, and like the, I think the best point just to get out of that was. If you are going to be playing the this game anytime in the near future or in the late future, um, explore each sector early on. Get as much resources as possible because mm-hmm. I didn't notice that until hours into the game. And it would have saved me so much time and I would have had a way more pleasant experience if I knew, hey, get resources, build up the ship and so on.
1: How many hours did you play, Mo? Maybe four. Okay. Jacob? 20. Did you guys ever win? Nope. No. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I played every so I started on medium because I'm like, hey, medium yes. is a or I was on easy. It is medium. No, yeah, yeah. Easy, medium, What's, hard. Normal, normal, normal. I was on whatever. normal, yeah. and I'm like, oh, normal in games. Like I sometimes I can do, sometimes I can't. No, normal is like hard. <laughs> it is like a hard, hard. I couldn't get past the second sector, so I dropped down to easy. I'm sure now I could get farther. But, like, I did every run on easy, and I mm-hmm. still haven't won to this day.
2: Yeah. And what did you find usually well, – oh, so here's one. I guess this reason why I, I kind of struggle, too, is probably just, like, exclusive to me. So I have one of those little fancy Razer, like, super awesome gaming mice or whatever, and it has a, <laughs> it has a super high sensitivity, and I use it for, like, every game I played, and I'm just used to it, and I, I never realized it was actually super – sensitive until someone else has used it and said hey you don't have a mouse and I'm like I no, no, no!" it's just flying across the screen Use it <laughs> anyways so with FTL there's sometimes where you have to like open specific doors in your spaceship to like really to put out flames and things like that mm-hmm. and I'd find I'd, I'd need to be super precise and click and I'd misclick a lot earlier on and I just never changed the sensitivity settings on my mouse yeah whereas I feel like if I had like a if I thought of that ahead of time and maybe I like did that and I Wanted to keep switching back and forth sensitivities. Maybe I would have been better at this game.
0: And the thing with the doors is you actually have to almost like click near the door. And then click the door again. Yeah, right? Exactly. So. To close it. Well, there's. And then later on, I found out there's hotkeys to open
2: all yes, the interior doors. I was going to
1: say, you guys are missing some pro tips here. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: that's another pro tip that Hold I love. Hold up. What? Yeah.
1: There's Everything is hotkeyed. Every, every system, every character in your ship there's a hot key um, everything for is
2: hot so I, it doesn't tell you that until later on so I found out like you can open all of your doors in t- inside your spaceship all at once by pressing like V or something you
1: hover over any character anything that you can interact with and it'll tell you what the hot key is for that mm-hmm.
2: yeah so that's another fun like if you'll have a great experience after listening to this podcast and playing this game because you'll know everything you need to know to do well in it and we just didn't because we played it independently and learned I used ourselves. some hotkeys, like uh-huh.
0: the pause, enter to like... Have <laughs> Escape. It. So I did set up everyone to like, hey, go to your stations and that's like forward slash to like Save everyone's positions I didn't do that, and I then wish i enter to go back to your normal stations because sometimes yeah. you're like, "Hey, go repair that, go put out that fire, blah 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 yeah get send everyone back with enter that I did do, but that's the only hot key no, I used. me was
2: opening and closing because one of the trickiest things that kept happening was like whenever you let space into your ship, you'd lose oxygen in certain regions, and that's why you'd want to like close the window and then open the entire ship so oxygen disperses quicker. I didn't know that until earlier on. I'd have, like, mm-hmm. one room that's completely red, meaning there's no oxygen in it. And then it'd get shod up. And I'd send one of my guys, and now he's choking because he has no oxygen. And He's uh, trying
1: to wrench everything back together. And oh, I've sent it, no I sent in him into room. his
2: death because, like, he can't survive, like, anything in there. So it was just, like, a mess. And, like, me trying to click to open specific pathways so only certain doors and things were moving. So I was having, like, a nightmare of a time. But the cool thing about this game is as you learn all these little quirks, You get better and better and better. So I feel like the more hours I put into it, you can you can get good at this game relatively easy. That's why I don't want to say it's a hard game. It just has a learning curve that is reasonable, but like you have to put an effort.
1: It's a very hard game, but because it never gets more difficult unless you go to a higher difficulty, each time each run you get more competent. You develop a sense of mastery, and you know that. You playing for the 100th run is no more difficult than you playing the first run, but you know on that 100th run, you know you've done so much better because you know what you should be going to, you know what you should be avoiding, you know, Prioritizing. okay, you know, uh, the most important thing that I found in this game is making sure that you pause. Wait until you figure out what you're going to do. What? Pre-queue all of your actions. Unpause. Wait until, you know, the situation changes. Pause again. Assess your situation. Taking it much more slowly. Because if you play it like a real-time game, it is hugely difficult. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Um, I don't know about this whole pause and life See, hack. I do pause, but I feel like I should be pausing, like... 50% more than yes. I am I There are pause. times where, where it's getting away from me And like I'm not looking at my hull damage Or I, I'm not looking at a fire If my sensors aren't working And so like I'm missing that. something Yeah. So which part do you want me to explain there? So let's explain the ship Yeah, okay, the so systems there, in the ship
1: Yeah, so you start out the game uh, Selecting between two ships um, That have different layouts And different, um, different uh, What would the term be? Like modules? Yeah, different modules. And each module does a different thing. You could have a module that's all about cloaking, which allows you to go invisible in the middle of a battle and gives you different uh, options when you meet, have an encounter. You could have a module that's a weapon that allows you to fire off different different projectiles or lasers or fire beams, things like that. And there are uh, like teleporters. And so each ship has its own layout where all of these items are located. And each ship has different um, different modules that connect to it, mm-hmm. and so as you play through the game, you're in a one-on-one battle with each with a with a ship, and each ship should have shields. Uh, they have an engine, they have a pilot, and they have different subsystems. Mm-hmm. And as you play, there's a one-on-one battle, and uh, the ultimate aim is to. Shut down the subsystems in the pilot in the uh, enemy ship, so that way you can take over their ship or destroy it and collect all the resources
0: and with that is over time, you can add systems that like aren 't part of the base system, right so like you can add hacking and you can min max what you want to so like say that you want to min max your shields first, there are like five levels of shields you can upgrade, and each upgrade costs more. But with each system that you're adding or upgrading, you need more power to do that, so you have to it's that delicate balance of like what systems am I going to add, mm-hmm. what systems am I going to upgrade? am I going to upgrade my reactor, and at the same time add drones, add weapons because you you can pick the the loadout that you like
2: so guys, what did you guys max out first so- <laughs> This is a loaded question, pun intended. So, <laughs>
1: when I when I started every run, I always named my crew uh, Mike, Jacob, and Mo because you started with three crew members. Adorable. And <laughs> because I am the hero of my own story, I was the captain of my ship. Uh, Jacob was my Scotty, manning the reactor. Aww. And Mo, surprise, surprise, was manning the weapons.
0: Scra- <laughs> <laughs> you mean like the the engines, right?
1: Uh, you were my Scotty manning, manning the engines. Oh, Mo was manning the the, the the weapons. Uh, Mo likes guns, so Secret, I figured there Secretary was no, no no room. Um, actually, the one one mission or the one run that I did very well in, that I almost beat the rebel uh, ship at the end. Uh, I had mixed you guys up, and Jacob was in the weapons, and Mo was Mo's in the reactor. So I, I don't know what that says. But uh,
0: Maybe Moe's not as good with guns as he thinks he maybe, is. Maybe. Yeah,
1: that's why I need to practice. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe Jacob's the, the real shooter champion.
0: Maybe I have a real passive-aggressive side that nobody <laughs> else sees.
1: So whenever I would start, um, I would always immediately... Uh, so I, I'd pick the Kestrel every single time. Okay. Which is the first basic default ship that you see.
0: The human ship,
1: right? Yes. Yeah. And then I would always upgrade the shields. Because if you can make sure that they can't hit you, you can use all of the scrap that you collect from all of these different battles to upgrade your systems and not spend it towards repairing your ship.
2: Another uh, hot tip.
1: Another hot tip. Um, and so after I would upgrade my shields, I would upgrade my FTL engine. Mm-hmm. So that way I could have a higher dodge rate. I could be hit less. Uh, my strategy was mostly around not getting hit. Okay. I was the Floyd Mayweather of ships.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> a great reference.
1: Yeah. What was your strategy? Let me so, guess. All in guns.
2: Literally, that's exactly what it is. Like my, <laughs> I feel like that's my what you started with. Yeah, I did. So I, I started off was like as soon as there was an option to increase and you get a new cannon or a new like Artemis rocket launcher, whatever it was, I bought it. I said, <laughs> hey, I have cash. I only have like 25 percent health right now, but I really want this laser gun because I'm. But gonna. this is a big gun. Yeah. So that's essentially what I started doing, and then I had serious issues because I would get chopped down. Like, whenever I get into a situation where I'd get hit, like, twice, something would be on fire before I can fix it, and I'd be worried, and everything would just blow up. So I would jump and talk to you guys about it, and you're like, no, 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 no. Don't get the guns. Get the shield. And I saw an instant, like, survival rate, like, triple Yes. for my ship after, like, I started boosting that and not getting hit and not taking any damage, and even taking damage, but the shield would absorb it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's... It's. I still can't say it. I don't want to say it's a hard game. It's just it takes... You have to learn mm-hmm. all these small things, and there's no way to really learn
0: it all. You kind of have to go through it, mm-hmm. and you learn by dying. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah.
1: Jacob, what was your strategy?
0: Well, first, how many hours have you played in this game? Like, total? Because you, you played it before the podcast, yeah, too.
1: Probably 25.
0: Okay. And did you beat it in this new run of... Um, no. You have not beaten I it I beat either. it
1: back in my initial 15, 20 hours mm-hmm. of play. And then I was super excited because I'm like, I beat it. I can do this now. I know I can do this. And then I played the next run and I died in the first sector. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done.
0: <laughs> so, so what did I use? I upgraded shields immediately. But not, not at first. I think I was spending more money on weapons and crew instead of actually upgrading my ship. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I actually need to upgrade my ship. So shields probably first um then i usually go for like the secondary systems mm-hmm. so upgrading those to level two so piloting because you get an auto evade oh. um your doors because if you get boarded my biggest problem at first was getting boarded that was terrible and getting murdered that
2: was terrible
1: 100 percent though that was because you weren't pausing
0: no i wasn't no, pausing yeah, no because yeah, yeah. i'm like oh these guys are on me what am i
1: doing That's so it's so tough to handle boarding if you're trying to play it real time because the AI will move its characters throughout the ship so quickly and unless you're very adept at the hotkeys already, uh, which you you wouldn't be if nope. you if you don't know to pause. Yeah. Um, it'll be Incredibly difficult to to win those battles and the only way that you would is if they attacked your med bay and you had your characters in there healing while they're fighting Mm
0: -hmm. which would never happen you'd you'd love your life if you're in the and you can't even funnel them to that like you could try and that's what i would try to do is like i'm gonna let them take systems and then get them to my med bay and then just like gang up on them Mm -hmm. in my med bay but i just kept getting killed by people boarding because if some of the species have better um Uh, attack like combat Mantis and I think Rock are just tougher I think Rock
1: have extra health but they are slower
0: and they're fire immune
1: they are fire immune which is
2: which is gold because I I kept them all I always kept my because I I I had one run where I was able to get one guy right away and I'd put him right into my like engine bay.
0: I knew they were, but I've never used them in that oh, way yeah. to like send them into the fire to I, go fix things. I kept oh, him at so my, smart. I
2: kept him at my O2 in my engine area, right next to the, Yeah. Just because I knew like if the O2 went down, everyone's dying because <laughs> no one has oxygen to like live in the ship. So I always kept him in there and then I kept him in the engine just in case cause I was like the closest thing next to it too. But yeah, I, I, I always wanted to have at least four crew members on my ship and I'd try to get that one fire resistant guy.
1: I don't think I ever bought crew members. Okay. Because I was spoiled in so many runs where you uh attack a slaver ship. Yeah. Or you um defend an outpost or you help a, a colony or a lab that's on fire. And every single time they're like, oh man, everyone died here, but like, I just want to join your crew. And here's the scrap. And you suddenly get someone who's like, yeah. they might have zero stats. They might not be adept at shields or engines or piloting or whatever. But you put them in a certain room and you keep them there the entire game. And by the end, they're completely leveled up. And you yeah. get you know an added bonus to shield recovery mm-hmm. or a weapon charge yeah. Yeah. or engine repair or combat. Mm-hmm. And so like like business... Uh, FTL rewards having a diverse <laughs> crew. Yeah. Um, because as you play through, you get different options whenever you're faced with a difficulty.
0: Yeah, we call them like the blue options,
1: the right? The blue options, exactly. So you're frequently uh bumping up against these different different conflicts, these different uh situations when you go to a, a new new point in the star map. And it you know very frequently will be like, oh, there's a virus that's going through this human outpost and everyone's rioting and the the normal option would be one or two you can either let them go and everyone dies let them fend for themselves or you take um you send your crew down there to help but if you send your crew down there to help very frequently someone dies and you know you're screwed Mm -hmm. you then have to play the game with one less character or you have to then buy one Mm Mm-hmm. But if you have a diverse crew, you can send a crew member down there that's immune to whatever this disease is. Like the NG,
0: right? Because they're
1: they're part robot? They're basically all robotic. Okay. Yeah. And and so it gives you different diverse options that allows you to handle these conflicts in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, And allows you to benefit from it the most.
0: Yeah, and sometimes that's systems, it's like, hey, your missile systems upgraded, or you have higher shields, or you have a specific crew type. Mm-hmm. But that's why I try to diversify my crew as much as possible, and that's that's why I hate like when you have three humans at first, because even early on you can miss out on blue options. They just won't show up yeah. because you don't have an NG or a Rock or a Mantis and like... Or a Zoltar. Or a Zoltar. Zoltan. Or Zoltan, Zoltan yeah. that's it. Diversify as as quickly as possible.
1: The Zoltan are amazing because their benefit is that they power up the system that they're in.
0: Yeah. For, they get, they're like a reactor. They're yeah. like a free
1: reactor point. They're like so, nuclear so beings.
2: W- when you got those blue options, is there a a better chance of you landing something positive or is it just another point?
1: I think there's only one blue option that has no uh, positive benefit. And I think it's cloaking. So it's not only your crew that is diverse, but if you have different subsystems uh, on your ship, um, very frequently, if you have cloaking, you can use cloaking to avoid combat. And generally in most situations you want to get into combat so that way you can destroy the other ship or take it over and collect all the scrap
0: yeah i think the only time you wouldn't want to get in combat is if your hull is like super damaged and you like just i need to get to a store and repair or i have like a like a a buff that like every time i jump i get healed or every time i get scrap i get healed Mm -hmm. but basically like i just want to avoid combat for now
1: so speaking about combat what was your combat strategy What did you find that worked and didn't work? So I would say for me at first I was using missiles a lot because missiles go through shields
0: and they, you know, cause a little bit of damage. But I slowly started learning that, like, it's a finite resource. And once you get later in the game, like, they'll have drones that can shoot down your missiles. And, like, they aren't as effective as, like, getting other weapons. So I would say near the end I used ion weapons more.
1: Ion are amazing. Mm Mm-hmm
0: and lasers, ion lasers, and beams. That's uh-huh. kind of what I stuck to. I haven't won the game yet, so I'm very curious to hear your strategy, but that's kind of what I did.
1: Mo, what did you use? So
0: originally, following that
2: same, like, get through as quickly as possible, like, to the next <laughs> <Yeah>. level. <laughs> Just I, race them. Well, I used every weapon, but, like, but both, I had two weapons. I had the, the Artemis rocket, and then I had, like, the regular lasers. The laser thing. The things. Two. Yeah, the two, two. That one. Yep. So I would... And <laughs> as soon as, like, I would get into a battle, I would aim for the captain, like, the ship, the control ship.
1: Okay. Or area. The, pilot, the yeah. pilot's
2: area. Exactly. And I'm like, as soon as I just get, like, three shots on that, things exploding regardless. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was originally my strategy, but it didn't work as good, obviously, because, like, they would stay alive longer. Yeah. And it's only one thing being damaged, so they're only... They, they'll send their crew to heal it. So then I switched. I want to say I started going for the missile area mm-hmm. with, like, my... My burst rocket because it would damage mm-hmm. it really quickly. The like the, the
0: weapon system, the
2: weapon system on the opposite ship because that way they couldn't shoot me, and that gives me time to do damage on everything else. Yes. And then after that, depending on like how badass looking of the ship it is, <laughs> um, I would take down the missiles. Then I, simultaneously, I'd move my like laser thing to the shield, and I would be shooting the pilot's bay as like my way of like taking right. it down.
1: Did you guys use auto fire? Yes. Or did you just individually queue up each attack? It would depend. Okay.
0: I would usually use it, but I got in the... And I think what you're getting at is like the rhythm of, of the attacks yes. really matters, especially when you have like two lasers, for example. Yes. Because I usually go for shields first. Shields first almost always. Yeah. So depending on how... What the cooldown is on your laser, you can essentially set up your lasers to almost shoot. If their cooldown is the same the first three bursts and then maybe a second later the next three bursts right so it, it it the timing really matters i would say most times i kept auto fire on though
2: well that's another pro tip because i i don't even think i did auto firing if i okay. did it was on an accident and i didn't know how it <laughs> <laughs> but like i'd always click and just pro, like have it shoot here click and then shoot here every, right every time i wanted to shoot something specific
0: i wish you could do auto fire on specific weapons
1: you can. You you can. Everything is yeah, you can hotkey everything. Oh you but you have to hotkey. You don't it. even have to hotkey. I think if you click auto fire and then click on the weapon subsystem and then click on the thing, um it it will auto fire only that that weapon.
0: I'll have to look at that because right now it's like auto yeah. fire everything. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So auto fire everything is like it's an obvious good beginning strategy mm-hmm. because you know, you just want to like take them down as quick as you can. Um, the thing that I found worked especially well with the Kestrel, the first like, human ship that you get, is to charge up both of the weapons, immediately shoot a missile uh, that breaches all shields at the shield system, and then immediately have your burst laser follow up on their weapon system. Because what that oh. does is it takes down the shield, your, um, your burst lasers don't have to use one of the two bursts to take down the shield. And then you're able to immediately yeah. take down their weapon system and their shield system.
2: I would, I would cycle between almost that too. Like sometimes I would go straight for the missile system first, but mm-hmm. other times I'd, be like, I'd take the shield out and try to take out the weapon yeah. systems next.
1: And it's, it goes back to why I upgrade shields the most. Every, um, advantages in this game compound. Um, so if you are not taking damage, you don't have to spend scrap to heal your ship and if you don't have to spend scrap to heal your ship you then have more scrap that you can use to upgrade the systems in your ship and make it more effective or to buy new systems and subsystems or crew members or different little benefits that you find at the shop or more missiles whatever it is um and so using that strategy of immediately using a missile to take down their shields and the burst to take down their weapons i found that i was hit far less And I only ever really needed to use one missile per encounter. And if you're playing on easy, you almost always get multiple missiles from each encounter. So you at least stay at parity of where you were before you entered the battle. Do you use a lot of missiles? Uh, I honestly only use missiles until I get ion weapons. Okay. Uh, I found ion weapons, the sooner that you get them, the more effective they are. Because it allows you, one, to stockpile missiles for when you get into those very serious battles where the ship has three plus shields. Um, And the the nice thing about ion weapons generally is that they recharge very fast. And so when you shoot an ion weapon at a system, if there's a shield in the way, it shuts down uh, at least one level of shield based on the amount of ion damage it does. But if you get through all of the shields, it shuts down whatever subsystem for five seconds, I think it is, um, that you're attacking. So I often set my ion weapon to aim at the pilot's cabin um, because if you can shut that down, they can't evade anything that you're shooting at them because you completely immobilize their ability to move Mm -hmm. and also uh, immobilizes their ability to jump away and escape the fight.
0: When you do their piloting versus their engines? Yeah.
1: So either or. Either or. Oh.
0: See, I always go for engines. And
1: see, engines make a lot of sense because if you shut down the engine, they can't go anywhere. Yeah, right. But the thing that I like about shutting down the piloting system is they also can't evade any of your missile shots coming in. And so um, I would always have my ion weapons essentially aimed at the pilot. And so while they would shoot, I would have those on auto fire, get them going as quick as I can. Mm -hmm. They would take down the shields. Uh, as As it continues to shoot, and then my burst weapons, my burst lasers would always make sure that they couldn't attack me, and so they're essentially immobilized paralyzed all they're constantly offering like please let us to, you know, take all of everything we have, just let us take our lives, yeah, and then you say no. <laughs> those burst lasers are deceivingly good. So good for yeah. initial weapons. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: you could take those into the end of the game. they They probably won't be Definitely. like your number one weapon, but like you get four weapon slots, right? They could easily be your second weapon. Yeah. Like you'll have one big weapon, one burst laser, one ion weapon, and a missile. Do you guys ever use the drones at all?
1: Never. I've never had success with the drones. So,
2: see, like, I, I thought they were super cool, so I, like, I added them onto my ship, and, like, there's one, the one guy, I had two of them, one that was healing my ship because I kept taking damage because I wasn't following my Gruffalo strategy. And then the other one was the they the shot projectiles that came to hit you.
1: Right, the yeah, attacking drone.
2: yeah, exactly. so like whenever something was coming by, it would like shoot it down. So I thought they were fine, but I didn't get far enough where mm-hmm. I guess I saw the long
1: late game worth, but you said mm-hmm. you don't use them at all. I've never had a successful run with them. The um I've won twice on Easy, and I, I had two separate strategies there. The first time I did it, it was all about boarding the other ship, which is i've screwed up so many times because if you're not consistently pausing and making sure your weapons are not on auto fire you can blow up the enemy ship while your guys are on it um and then your just crew members are dead and they're gone um also you need to make sure the crew the enemy ship doesn't jump away with your crew members on it um and but the benefit, though, of sending your crew over to take over the ship is you get way more scrap. You get way more resources. And if you're taking over a slaving ship, you get the option of one of three slaves to, to then join your what? crew. What? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've, I've tried boarding once, and I, and I screwed it up, and I just never tried it again.
1: And it's definitely much more difficult if you're not continuously pausing the game, assessing where you're at. Um, but I loved having a barrage of weapons taking down their subsystems, setting fire to their ship, uh, and then sending my crew members in onto their ship into the room that's on fire because they can't heal a room or put out the fire in a room that enemies are in. So, so you're
2: sending your crew to their death?
1: No, no, they don't go to their death because then I pull them back onto my ship into the med bay, heal them up, and then send them back. And so you just once you kill off all of the enemy crew members. So it's like you two were my yep. were my boarding partner uh, Aw Thanks <laughs> So So my Mike... Until I got a manis And then then my manis was... What'd
0: you name your manis
1: uh, I just always leave the name Okay um, But I think I had a mantis Named Alex Rogopoulos Which I thought was hilarious <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was like A kickstarter bonus If yeah. you hit a certain tier level I think it was just Regopoulos, Wasn't uh, it No It was Alex Regopolis. Yeah also, there was a, I think an NG that I found that was named Remo, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure was a Chris Remo yes. uh,
0: plug. And Alex Rogopoulos is Harmonix CEO, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I always kept the crew member names of the people that I found throughout, but uh, I always made sure that I had a Jacob, Mike, and Mo crew. Oh,
0: that's so sweet of you.
1: Yeah. And, and we did well.
0: Um, so here's what I'm hoping that you can, I'm sitting down at the table of Michael and I'm saying, Michael, please help me. Because I find that the things that I'm having the most trouble with late game is missiles uh-huh. and hacking. Are you
1: running out? or
0: I'm getting killed by missiles. Like, those uh, are the things that are destroying me are the bigger missiles right. and then um, getting hacked. So I'll give you an example. So I, okay, I made it to hacked. the boss three times. I lost every single time. Right. But the the one time that really made me upset, I had full hull. I had tons of missiles. I had a good loadout, tons of crew, whatever. What screwed me was at the back of my ship, there's the engines. So hacking is they're going to send a drone in and essentially they take over one of your modules. So at the back of your ship is your engines. Send the hacking in and what they did is they activated the hacking and when they do that, it locks you out of that area, and it also like turns that section off. So simultaneously, they hacked it, locked me out, and the whole back of my ship was on fire. Oh no! So I just got oh, no. I just got euchred, and then they kept sending <laughs> sending in missiles and sending in missiles. And I got so upset because like I had the best loadout, and I got screwed by something again. Missiles and hacking. Those are the things that I still haven't figured out the best strategy to kind of go up against.
1: So, I don't remember ever being hacked.
0: Okay. Because that's an advanced edition thing. Okay. You'd probably, you'd probably need that
2: drone that, like, defends your exterior, I'm assuming.
0: For missiles, yes. Yeah. I and mean, that's why I'm like, I don't know if I agree with you on the drone thing.
1: I mean, I've just never had success with the drones. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying they're a bad investment. I'm yeah. sure you can have a very successful drone run. Yeah. I've just never had any success with it. But you're saying boarding runs are kind of what we should look at. Boarding, if you can if you can get uh, very confident at remembering to pause and not play the game in real time, you can auto-queue where your guys are going to go, what you're going to attack, let it play out, pause, and do it again. And taking it very slowly will allow you to completely take over the other ship, completely scrap it, and get the most amount of scrap that you can get. So very often in a fight, uh, if you get close to destroying the other ship, they'll realize, like, we stand no match for you, just spare us our lives, or here, take a take a slave that we have instead. If you
0: have someone in their ship.
1: No, they don't have to be in their ship. Oh. So if you're in a battle with another ship, they'll say, you know, if it was a slaver, they're like, please take this slave instead. Let us go. Like, if you destroy us, everyone's going to die anyway. Um, or here's all of these drone parts, missiles, yep. fuel, scrap, some combination of, the th- of uh, three out of the four. Take it. Let us go. And you can always roll the dice. You can either take what they offer you. Or you can blow them up and see what's left at the end of the battle. sometimes it's less. Sometimes it's less. And sometimes it's more. And you can never be sure. Uh, but if you board their ship and take it over, you get the max. You always get more than anything that they could offer.
0: If they offer or if they blow up?
1: Either either one. You always get more if you take over the ship. Oh, okay. So it's the way to maximize getting your scrap. Um, and like I said, in this game, advantages compound. So if you can make sure you're not getting hit, you don't have to spend that scrap to heal. If you can get more scrap from every encounter, you can use that towards building your ship to make sure that the next encounter is that much easier, which is why in the very early uh, sectors, you want to explore as much as you can, and you want to get advantages that allow you to explore. So one of my favorite uh, upgrades to the ship was uh, the FTL beacon, which allows you to go back to any beacon that you've previously been to Mm -hmm. and what it allows you to do is jump around and explore as much as you can um, without having to worry about the rebel wave catching up to you
0: is there any other like additional add-ons that you found were um because there's one that's like advanced navigation or something like that and it it basically like on the map Uh, it shows you hey here's a ship here's a ship here's a store here's a distress all at the beginning. Here's, so you kind of a, know how to set your um, path.
1: A sun with solar flares, yep. which turns the worst to yeah. fight in. Because mm-hmm. it's always a rebel automated ship that has no care for being hit by a solar flare. Because there's
0: no oxygen in their ship. There's yeah. no people. So they don't care if it's on fire. Yeah.
1: Well, they do, but, yeah, but, not, yeah, not, but really. not really. Um, I found that that one was very beneficial. Mm-hmm. I found anyone that allowed you to get more scrap uh, was hugely beneficial. Like I said. The more that you can compound your advantages um, and make your ship better, the easier the later game is going to be. Um, I found that better. I found uh, any upgrade that allowed you to shoot faster or recharge your shields. Um, and you often don't get to choose which one of these you get. It's kind of the roll of the dice, like any roguelike. Yep. What you stumble upon, what is available at the shop. Um, but those are generally the things that I would look for and go for. Um how did you handle your final encounters? Mo, did you get to a final encounter? No, I don't think so. Okay.
0: So it's it's a multi stage thing fight. boss fight. So like oh. you get to a final maybe you did. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Um it's like a final map. And it's like you're at the final map and it changes a little bit in that like there are repair beacons that if you go to them you get reloaded, you get repaired, but then there's a base for free. and then there's a bit for free, and there's a big monster ship, and you're kind of moving around this map. And when you encounter him, that's when you go into the final fight. But you may fight other ships along the way. Mm -hmm. So I never got past the first encounter because it's a multi-stage. So you beat him. You, quote, unquote, beat him once. Mm -hmm. Part of the ship gets ripped away. And then you move away, go back. And he has different weapons. But I never got past the first wave or the first, like, configuration of the ship. Just because it's a monster. It's got four weapons.
1: Would boarding help in that case? Uh, You know, I didn't win that one by boarding. Uh, I won that one by uh, consistently shutting down their weapons. With what? So I would, again, use a combination. By the end of the game, I have three weapons that were operating. I would have a burst laser. I would have uh, ion weapons of some sort and missiles. And so I would send a missile in to shut down as much of the shield as I could. I would have my ion consistently aiming at a, a vital crew element whether it's oxygen or the engine or the piloting anything that you know allows them to continue to operate their crew and then my weapons aimed or my burst lasers aimed directly at their weapons because if I could shut down their barrage of attacks coming at me uh it would be much harder
0: cuz they had four separate weapon systems exactly.
1: right Ugh. and they're all In my experience, they were all different types of weapons. So they would have uh, lasers, they would have ion weapons, they would have missiles. And so for me, by the end of the game, I usually have three shields. So I just need to make sure I shut down either their ion weapon or um, shut down their their missile. And you can, you know, as you get to the end of the game, you're able to look at a ship and tell which weapon is which. Mm -hmm. And... Because like the hull the attacking weapons, the the laser weapons. Yeah. They they don't matter if you have shields. Like
0: the beams. The beams. Yes. Yeah,
1: they don't matter if you have shields. Yeah. So you can let those attack you as long as you have a shield up. They're devastating if you don't have a shield up though. Right. Um, They're the ones that go. Eee. So I think
2: I think based off of all these pro tips and like fun facts, we're going to be charging for this podcast. So <laughs> if you're listening to this, congratulations for paying the low, low price of <laughs> fifty nine ninety nine. And your time. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I I can't emphasize enough. Like there, there's no real tips or real instructions that kind of gave you all of this info for this game. Whereas like you might you might find it on YouTube or if you mm-hmm. do a lot of researching, but everything you've heard now puts you in a great position. To maybe beat the game. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Which well, is, if you played it without it, you're going to struggle and then maybe beat for the sure.
1: game. But I think the struggle is so much of what makes this game rewarding. Because, yeah. I feel so good about having won the game or doing well and progressing because I remember all the times that I couldn't yeah. progress and wasn't doing well. Okay. And there's always that reference point of I was really bad Mm -hmm. and then i got good and every time i get to flex that muscle of like oh i know what to do here i know how to make sure i survive here i know when i should jump from a battle versus when i should finish it i know what item i should be buying and when you jump from battle sometimes uh if i'm hugely outclassed i will because it's more important to survive than it is to
2: to not so I don't want to twist your heartstrings even more Mike so braid a previous game we've put <laughs> on the podcast we've all we've kind of agreed that it's a very hard game and it's almost impossible to play and beat this game is probably what? has the same difficulty but i wouldn't say it's impossible to beat there's definitely a way to beat it cuz you've learned more after each time you play it you're not like bashing your head through a wall saying this is impossible this is impossible every time you lose you're like oh i could have beat it but something just got me like you're almost like one breath or one mm-hmm. click away from continuing on to an easier fight that's i guess the difficulty in itself is yeah because
0: mike you often say that like your advantages compound but I would say in a bad situation, bad situations tend to compound like fires start to happen. People are boarding your ship. Mm -hmm. One of your vital systems goes down and like you could be at full health, but one ship could take you fully down (laughs) and not even a bad, like a, like a mid-class ship could take you down if you don't play it wrong. well.
2: Mike said it best. So he would beat the game and then he went back and lost his the next run right after. Yeah. So if, usually if you beat any game, you're going to cruise through the second time like playing it. And even if it's on a harder difficulty, you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. This one, like it's almost like a roll of the dice. You might get to the end. You might not. You're, you're increasing your probability, but your probability is still extremely low to be you successful.
0: Get, you could get totally outclassed within the first sector and mm-hmm. just be like, I can't i can't jump away because my my Engine engines are taken, are taken away yeah. i can't fight them because i have no shit like you could get murdered you could get wrecked in the first <laughs> sector even if as you said mike you're an expert yeah. in the game
1: well one of the things that i do love about this game is every time you die and start a new run they give you a little tip based on how the last run went so it'll be like try not to rush to the exit like use your time exploring Mm-hmm. or is that written it is so, well yeah. that's
0: the thing that i shared with you so like, you'd have
1: to read
2: it right i was laughing as so a guess what i missed <laughs> <laughs> reading yeah so i once just to clarify i can't read I, I, <laughs> can you I, Mo? i do have an education <laughs> um but i just prefer not to in video games i like when stuff you just is like dictated to, click through. to me I like yeah i like something dictated to me or visually presented to me mm-hmm. i'm not there to read man
1: yeah so how many encounters did you just click through and be like oh so this is the outcome of the thing that I just clicked on
2: I'd click 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 I'd either get money or I'd lose money <laughs> I'd either get a new
1: how many bad trades did you make
2: uh, there was like some where I'd read it like sometimes they're like hey there's this p- the, the, the distress areas like go here to help save someone and then there's one where it's like you accept a quest to carry something to another region so I read that or escort them. Yeah, and then I'd take the stuff over and I'd get money for that. I'm like, "Hey, this is positive. Maybe I should keep it." <laughs> but then I continued not to and I just kept playing it the way I had.
1: Did you guys play good guys or bad guys? What was your like that, operating philosophy? Okay, so did you not, there's help no intervene literal in posts? I think yeah, I was no a Han, I was a Han
0: solo. Okay. So like I was a a bit of a maverick and like I will help if it's convenient for me. Okay. But, like, if if Papa Solo is having a hard time in this run, guess what? You're going to get wrecked. <laughs> I Han think, Solo.
2: Yeah, I think initially, whenever I they would say this is, a, like, a bad ship and they need help, I would try to help, but I got burned so many times where now right. it's, like, if someone needs help, sucks. Like, <laughs> what, are you here to trade or what? Like, do you want to give me something? No. I've traded sometimes. Um, yeah. No, it's... I wouldn't even say I was a good or bad I was, I was looking out for my well-being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to extend myself to like I wasn't going to risk anything for any reward I was going to like if something was mutually beneficial or it would make my mm-hmm. life easier like passing through a weaker person I right.
0: played this game like I played Neopets when it's convenient for me to feed my Neopets I will do it <laughs> I don't know why I brought Otherwise, up Neopets. You let them starve. Otherwise, I let them starve. They never die, I don't
1: think. I mean, they're digital creatures.
0: They're digital creatures. How would you play the game, Michael?
1: Uh, so I often tried to play as nice of a guy as I could, um, unless it was a situation that I knew, like, oh, there's a rebel or there's a ship with pirate markings on it, and they're saying that there's uh, <laughs> that they need help, that there's a distress, and it's I like, always attack. I know I know what's up. Hey, it's a trap. Yeah, I'm not gonna hail them. I'm gonna attack them before before it happens. Yeah. I did not always give everyone the benefit of the doubt. If you're flying a rebel flag, if you're flying a pirate flag...
0: Because
1: sometimes they can I'm get not, the
0: jump yeah. on you if you do that. Yeah. They can be like, hey, they shut down one of your systems. Or, hey, they yeah. damaged you five before mm-hmm. the battle
2: even starts. That was, that's, that's exactly probably the situation that burned me the first couple times where I saw something. Maybe I'm like, oh, let me just help them out. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just misunderstood. Yep. And I'd get burned. I'm like, all right, every time I come near them, attack. The first option, attack them, move away, or whatever I was. i
0: like, attack. <laughs> you know, one of the things that really got me at first is uh how to pick between the next sectors to jump to.
1: So yeah. what did you You gave you strategy? gave me a good
0: tip too honest But I, I honestly feel like the tip I gave you now I'm I I hate the tip I gave oh. you. I was
1: so quiet when you were when you were <laughs> giving the tip to avoid the nebulas. So
0: here's I'm going to take back what I said to you. And it's thankfully so you've only played like 6 7 hours so like it's but like there are three different places you can go to. Green is friendly. Red is enemy and Blue, purple is a nebula. So with a nebula, it's dangerous for you to go into a nebula. I'm not taking back what I say, but I'm going to add to it. In a nebula, if you go in a nebula, they're they're like ion fields or like...
1: You can't see in front of you. You can't
0: see in front of you, exactly. But the thing that I'm going to add to this is nebulas are dangerous. So I would say at first I try to avoid nebulas if my ship isn't up to date. But if my ship is capable... Go into Nebulas because the best items and the best blue options come from Nebulas.
1: And going through a Nebula slows down the Rebels. Yes. So it gives you more time to explore. Why didn't you jump in and say, Jacob, you were wrong? No, because I, part of the game is playing and learning. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, I wasn't going to rob you of that uh, the rewarding feeling of like, oh, no, I learned something new. Yeah. And my next run is going to be yeah. better.
0: I just learned that like yesterday or two days ago. So oh, I would wow. say like... If it's the first sector jump, avoid a nebula because you're probably not well equipped. But if it's like sector three or later, go to a nebula first. Because there's better gear and loot in a nebula. Another
2: hot tip from the left behind gameplay.
0: <laughs> yeah. And um, then and then even in certain cause you have to read what they are too, most are you have to read. So like the red things, it can be like Mantis Homeworld. And there are the special special quests and special classes of ships in certain, like, homeworld versus colony... Oh, really? Yeah. I thought they were just randomly generated names for everything. No.
1: So the Mantis are like the Klingons. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys... They're like know the Prey
0: Mantis. Some... Yeah. They yeah. just
1: want to attack. They're mm-hmm. a warrior race. They're constantly looking to fight. The Engies uh, are peaceful, friendly, robotic people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Slugs are... Uh, Skeevy merchants who mm-hmm. are always looking to make money. Yeah, uh, they have a special ability to mind control. Um, what? Yeah, the Zoltan are like the or Zoltan. Yeah, are the most scientific beings. They're always trying to run experiments. They're uh, the
0: nuclear men. They're right? The nuclear
1: men who have low health. So if they get damaged and die, they blow up the subsystem that they're in. Oh, uh, which is very dangerous. Yeah. But the benefit to them is that they automatically power a room that they're in. Uh, at least with one reactor bit. Um, The Rockmen are, I think... think They're slow and tough because they have higher HP, right?
0: They're generally friendly. And they are resistant to fire. Right. Uh,
1: And then, what's there any other...
0: There's a secret... Well, there's the Lanius, which is like the expansion race, and they're the ones that look like silver men that take the oxygen out of a room. Right. And then there's the the Crystal, which is like a secret race that I, I still haven't found. Right. Yeah. And they offer special weapons and other things. I've never found one though. I think that's all of them. Yeah, that's all and then humans obviously. Right. Which are just fleshy meatbags.
1: <laughs> which I think the mantis call you that at some point.
0: A fleshy meatbag? Something
1: like that. Yeah. I just
0: remember some of the flavor text is fun. Because I, I posted so one Yeah,
1: I, I posted one where it was
0: um a slug and he's like, Hello, would you like to drink some <laughs> slime with me? And I, I posted that on my Twitter. I thought it was quite quite cute.
1: What happened when you drank slime with the uh,
0: slug? He I forget what happened, but it wasn't negative oh, it, was, okay. it was it was either neutral or positive. Okay I think it was just neutral.
1: I, I was the least trusting of the slug people mm-hmm. because they were always trying to get a one-up over you.
0: Mm-hmm. I really
2: like the fire resistant guys. The Rock,
1: the Rock. Man. Yeah, I like the he. Were, you like to rock out.
2: Yeah, just the. the I don't know. Maybe because like I was burned, pun intended, with so, so much fire early on in the game that when I found out there was a character that was fire, you know like, <laughs> I I need all of them, like even if the planes not, the place is not on fire, I just need them just in case because it was such a bad experience. I hated when things were burning. You
1: guys knew the tip to air out your yeah. Uh, air out your rooms so that way the, there was no oxygen in yeah the room but the fire. I,
2: I had that one issue with clicking and i didn't know the hotkeys right away right so like when i would let everything clear out but then i wouldn't close everything in time and then eventually other rooms would start losing oxygen and then my guys would die and uh-huh. then i'd be attacked while i'm doing this because i didn't do the pause little technique
1: the upgraded blast doors are fantastic because they yes. not only prevent people from getting through your ship but they also prevent fires from spreading mm-hmm. so you could make sure that you know, yeah. you could deal with a fire. And, and you have to get on that
0: quick. Based on where they come in, like if someone boards your ship, let's say they board in the back. If you mm-hmm. have improved blast doors, you can open up the, the, the ship to space, drain all the oxygen, and like they're not going to die, but they're going to get damaged even before they get close to your yep. ship. Yep. So blast doors, for sure, yep. upgrade those bad boys. I want to talk about one more thing. It's just weapons that I feel like we shouldn't use. Okay. So we didn't talk about flak weapons and bomb weapons. I so flak is flak the one weapons. where they it's like a shotgun where they just shoot like metal and steel at your, and it may be expansion content. It's probably expansion. But essentially it's much. like a shotgun and it's like, and it okay. shoots like se- three to seven little pellets that are kind of like missiles, but they're very inaccurate. A
1: shotgun in space. Yeah, I love it. That goes
0: bleh. <laughs> so I didn't use flak and then bombs. So bombs are one thing that I want to ask you about. because. The ones that teleport? There, yes, there are bombs that teleport. There are fire bombs. There are heal bombs. I have never had any success with bombs. Mm-hmm. Do you use bombs? Never. Never. Never bombs? Never, never.
1: I find weapons that I have high success with, and I tend not to vary from them.
0: So I guess as a final piece before we wrap up here... Mike, you've obviously won the game before. We have not. I'm gonna not stop playing this game until I beat it. So I want to know, like, hot tips, weapon loadout, like, what should we be looking? Like, what does your ideal run look like?
1: I mean, it all depends on what you get early on. But for me, an early ideal um, combo is some laser burst Mm -hmm. and some ion weapons. Okay, and then you have a missile to help take out a shield early on on a ship that's you know is going to give you some trouble. Um, the I think the beauty of this game is that you learn your lessons as you play and you figure out what works for you yeah. and it's rewarding to know I am making the correct decision here and because I made that decision I am going to win this encounter.
2: The one thing that I th- picked up early on from you guys and I said earlier in the podcast and I'm going to summarize it right now. The, if you're going to be playing this game explore each region early on try to get as much gold I guess as possible while everything is easy and um, Upgrade your shields is another big one. And learn hotkeys, because those will save you. Especially opening and closing Mm -hmm. doors, you're going to be loving life. If you're able to control everyone quickly without relying on selecting them with a mouse Mm -hmm. and so on. That's probably your best bet. And then you're going to die, but you'll learn. you will keep going. And Mm -hmm. the best thing about this game is it's replayable, and it never really gets old.
1: Every I'm, run is different than the next. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the
2: same like concept continuously, but it's like it just keeps changing. Like some of the games I play on my phone, like the like to kill time while I'm commuting, are mindless, repetitive games, but they just keep changing in like some quick way. There's not, not really that much complexity, and those are the ones I keep coming back to because hey, it's the same thing, but it just changes slightly one way or the other.
0: Do you upgrade your um, oxygen at all?
1: Uh, never.
0: Do you upgrade your med bay at all? I do.
1: Okay. Why was, would you upgrade your med bay? Uh, it gives you a blue option. There's a blue option uh, in certain encounters. And if you're
0: boarding too, you probably want to heal your guys fast. Okay. So I guess it would depend on the strategy. Exactly. If you're boarding, upgrade. Exactly. If you're not, maybe upgrade
1: later. Uh, Yeah. like Again, it all depends on what your ultimate strategy is. But I think for every run, I've never had any trouble when I uh, upgrade my shields first, my engine second, my uh, piloting and blast doors and then the remaining into my weapons
0: mm-hmm. uh, or subsystems. Any final thoughts about this video game?
1: It's a fantastic game. Yeah. I I didn't think that I was going to have as much fun and get pulled back in um, as I did. And like I was saying to you guys before I recorded, I was I often had one laptop open doing work and another laptop with the game running in the background and just... You know, when I had two minutes in between writing out an email, just, okay, what's the next uh, What's the next thing that's decision that I have to make? Mm-hmm. Can, can I finish this encounter? And the runs are fairly quick. You can get to the end within 10, 15 minutes and then realize what you did wrong and go in and try it again to improve.
0: This game is like 15 bucks, right?
2: Yeah. So I, I think I've said something like this or maybe some of us have said it in previous games. It's a, So it's a good game. But I paid full price. and I'm kind of upset. I would. But this would be a great game if it was like a 50% ma- like minimum sale. I'd say instant buy because it's so replayable. It'll only be like the five bucks or something like that. And you'll definitely be getting like a. Like it's. Okay. I'm going to even go back on that. It's good for full price just because of the replayability, and you can keep playing this nonstop over and over and over again.
1: Low system specs. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, you can play it on the tablet. Play it on the phone. The tablet version would be sweet. I think that'd be like an awesome way to play it because once again, like it's not really there's not that much stuff moving. You're in like a map, and the map kind of changes, and your guys move. If it was on sale, pick it up. You'll like it. You'll get better at it. If you have time to kill, that's definitely like you can dump your brain in it for a while. Like keep playing, playing, playing.
0: Yeah, I liked it. So Matthew Davis and Justin Ma, who are the subset guys, they love board games, and that's why they made FTL. Mm-hmm. And I can totally see yes. like the board game inspiration that here. That makes so much sense it, now that you say it. It totally does. I love this game. I will probably keep playing it until I beat it once, and then I'll say, okay, that was amazing. I had a great time. I'm going to drop this and go on somewhere else. I think it's worth full price because it's like 15 bucks. I think it's 10 bucks on iPad. Again, maybe a different price in your local currency, wherever you're listening to this. But it's great. And right now they have their new game that just came out, Into the Breach. So Into the Breach's subsets new game just came out. And I know at the beginning they were offering a promotion where you buy Into the Breach and you get a copy of FTL for free. Like, my God, there's hundreds yeah. of hours of gameplay within that. That you can that you can try. So yeah. FTL, faster than light, good, good, good video game.
1: Highly recommended.
0: Highly recommend. Recommended, <laughs>
2: not highly, but it's recommended. It's definitely. We'll get you there eventually. Yeah. Uh, now that you've know. got these pro
1: tips, you're gonna go in. You're yeah. Play it. To
2: be honest, if you if you get these pro tips, you'll have you'll be you'll probably have a better experience than I did. There's a lot of struggling. But the, the struggle part is part of, yeah. of the fun. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's funny because I'm total guy it's like if it was. If it was any other game for some reason, like if 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 it's just a struggle for no reason, you don't see an end to it. Whereas this one, I can see myself taking all this information, taking all these tips and getting better and progressing farther, which kind of keeps you motivated to keep playing the game. Mm
0: -hmm. You know what makes me upset is I was looking for a resource like Mo where I can like go and just learn hot tips. And because everyone makes video now and the YouTube algorithm rewards people for longer videos, I type in faster than light tips whatever on YouTube and you get like 30 minute videos I'm like bro I don't want to listen to someone talking 30 minutes about this game can someone just give me 5 minutes 4 minutes a PDF I just need tips I want to beat this dang game but this podcast is like an hour and we're talking
1: about (laughs) the one game Dang it, I did it. <laughs> Jacob, where can the people find you at?
0: Uh, they can find me at Jacob McCourt on everything. Uh, Twitter is where I usually do a lot of my musings. And then if you want to watch me play games, jacobstreams.com.
1: Awesome. Mo, where can the people find you at? I
0: find
2: me at Emmer Toddy, everywhere across the board. And feel free to jump on our Discord, folks. Uh, we have a link directly on our website, www.leftbehindgame.club. Scroll down a little bit, you'll see
0: a giant button that says join the Discord. See you there. We do hot hot game deals. We talk about games. It's fun.
1: Boys, do we have any shout-outs this week?
0: Well, I personally want <laughs> well, I personally want to shout-out um, Dave underscore core on Twitter, uh, a friend of the show, Dave, uh, for giving me some hot tips about weaponry early on. They were uh, tips that I didn't necessarily love. He's like, hey, use flak weapons. I don't know if I love that tip. <laughs> Dave's a good guy. Though. Dave's a good guy, and I wanted to shout-out Dave. Shout awesome. Out, shout-out.
1: Uh, and you can find me at Ruflo M on most places online or michaelruflo.com. And uh, that, my friends, is one less game left behind.